for the second picture, the guy in the back kind of has like similar facial features to Nicolas Cage. He does, and the front kind of looks like a Chucky doll. Yes. Hmm. Well, now I'm curious, and listeners are also probably curious now too because they're like, "What's going on?" Head on over to the gram, and or Facebook, and look up these pictures. Sarah, who are these two humans that we are looking at? Um, well, you're looking at Sarah and Aaron. This oh. is Sinister Sunrise Podcast. And the reason you're looking at Sarah is because that's me. Hello, I'm Sarah. Hey. Hello, I'm Morgan. Hello, I'm Aaron. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. All those are done. Mm-hmm. Boxes checked. Um, today is another swap episode. I am covering an Aaron story, mm. meaning one that shall keep all of us up at night. Oh, oh, oh. I bet. Um, and the one I've chosen is one of the earliest, well, I guess two of the earliest serial killers in North America. Oh, okay. In our country's history, especially. I know a lot of times yeah. that title goes to, oh, H.H. H. Holmes. Oh, I was going to say Jack the Ripper. Mm-mm. But, nay, nay. There is one much older. Okay. I keep saying one, two. They go as like one entity, but they are two people. Oh, so they are, they, they're a team. They are a team. <laughs> Have Double. either of you heard of the Harp Brothers? No. Spelled H-A-R-P-E. Brothers. No? I don't think so. Sounds musical, but I don't think they are. Uh, they, I mean, <laughs> they probably, no, that's going to get really sinister. <laughs> I bet they did something musical, but it was very horrific. Mm. Oh, okay. Great. Mm-hmm. So we are going to go to the Frontier Times in America, in Tennessee, and Kentucky today. So when you think about the Frontier Times, what do you think of? Paul Revere. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be like dysentery. <laughs> yeah, time. <laughs> Wait, what am Oregon I thinking about trail. again? I don't know. What am I thinking about? Um, I mean, it's Revolutionary Times in the Frontier. So Revolutionary oh. Times, Frontier Area. Oh, yeah. Oregon Trail. Oregon Trail? Jake, yeah. get, Jake getting bit by a snake. I mean, it's interesting you picked Paul Revere because, again, this is Revolutionary War Time. So it makes perfect sense. But a lot of people <laughs> do think of, you know, someone like him or like a Daniel Boone or a Davy Crockett. Yeah. Laurie like, was wilder. Yes. Like upstanding beacons of hope on the frontier yeah but what if i told you men like this were not the rule instead they were the exception oh no okay so okay. men's were being outlaws weren't they ain't no claws for these outlaws <laughs> so again specifically we are talking about kentucky and tennessee in the 1700s and 1800s sure the revolutionary war between britain and our big usa baby Officially raged from 1775 to... Any guesses when that war ended? 1775? is when it started. When Paul Revere came through. Like, ah. Okay, okay, wait. Can I, I was have, floored by the state. Can I have a hint? Is it after 1800? 1790. 89. Whoa. 1783. Oh. I sincerely thought it ended in like 1776 when we signed all that stuff. <laughs> yeah. I don't know why the Revolutionary War is just not one that I ever really dove into. No. Like no. I knew the highlights, but not like dates. Yeah. No. Um, so, okay. I'm unsure how much you guys know about the Revolutionary War. 
but it was brutal. Clearly not a lot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, after reading a couple of books and articles, I'm realizing it is not as cut and dry nor as rosy as we learned in school. Ah, sounds about right. Because I, I mean, in school, what we learned was like all the colonists held hands and said, today we must defeat the British. Yeah. No, ma'am. Um, <laughs> at any given time, support for the war never rose above 45%. Oh. Even worse, at least one third of our um, of our homeland team was fighting for the British. And what? unfortunately, it was not like a regional thing like we saw in the Civil War. This was very personal. Um, mm. And the brutality was not just on the battlefields. Instead, it saw fighting between neighbors, friends, and brothers. Sheesh. It makes sense. If you think about it, a lot of people had just gotten here, just built their house. They're all hanging their clothes on a line. And now they should be in a coup to overthrow the government? No, thanks. Yeah, it's a lot. It's it's a little heavy, you know? Um, I actually didn't think how fitting this episode was from a recording, but three in a day. Three in a day, guys. Three in a day. <laughs> um, Fourth of July, if you haven't listened to the last two. Yeah. There were other settlers who had a lot of loved ones that they still loved in Britain and thought the British government was doing fine. Um. It was just these wily freedom fighters that were fucking it all up. Wily. <laughs> what didn't help was that the revolutionaries were passionate. Why should we settle when we can have something better? Why should we pay taxes when we are across the ocean getting screwed? Mm-hmm. All valid arguments. But instead of seeking community healing or therapy, our ancestor did what they do best. <laughs> they fought. Yep. And at first, it was just skirmishes. But as they always do, these small tussles escalated. Some of the more fervent people of both sides started to create roving mobs. These mobs had a lot more in common than they would like to admit because they both had a simple goal. Tear down the enemy. Before long, these bands were burning down houses and barns and physically attacking people. If you were in the wrong place at the wrong time and you owned a stable, you better run. Loyalists might get the idea that you would loan those horses to the other side. Gotta burn it down. Mm. Oh my gosh. And what is worse, and unfortunately not uncommon, is that some people used conflicts like this to satisfy their their own urges. This meant that a lot of settlers living in small towns lived on high alert. At any time, they could be attacked and ransacked by any number of people. A political mob, displaced and righteously disgruntled Native Americans... Or just your run-of-the-mill bandits. And this is a time before a lot of towns had civil servants, so you were not calling 911. Sometimes this did lead a lot of settlers to band together and make their own justice. Groups would execute vigilante justice one bullet at a time. (laughs) Oh my god. So as you can see, things were a little tense. Um, Life was also very chaotic. People had to constantly choose to fight or flee. Um, and <laughs> fleeing was not much safer than getting your house burned to ashes. Why would it be? Relocating the weary traveler had to be careful to avoid the same people listed above, Native Americans, um, all those. But now they could also stumble right into the lion's den or any number of wild animals. You could get injured on the road. There's no end to the list of like why you should stay, why you should leave. It all sounds like, yeah, Oregon Trail. I would rather just... Take me back to Britain. <laughs> if you're thinking to yourself, silly Sarah, I'll get around the forest bandits and everyone else by taking a steamboat. 
because that was available at the time. Yeah. Or a or a tugboat. <laughs> Perhaps Just even a tugboat. Well, tuggy. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, hold your horses. On the water, travelers had river pirates to fear because apparently <laughs> someone in Tennessee opened a Jumanji board. Like everything seems dangerous everywhere. There's no safe space. I would definitely be a pirate in that time. Okay. I gotta survive. Morally, I don't know if I could be a pirate. Okay, like a cool pirate. <laughs> you just wanna buy a little bit of crack? Be a cool <laughs> drug dealer. But this was the life for a lot of people, probably some of our relatives, and the main characters of our story. That's how they grew up. Wow. On the lamb. And they loved every bloodthirsty second of it. <laughs> so again, today we're talking about the Hart Brothers. While I explain these guys, um, I want you to picture putrid smelling versions of Wolverine and Sabretooth before they got their consciousness. Also, as Can you say it, that for someone who doesn't know what? <laughs> um, they are from, so they're X-Men. Yes. Okay. Wolverine, I know. Who's the what? Sabretooth is Wolverine's brother who gets really long, aggressive nails, but also can't die. Isn't that Wolverine has long nails? Do you want to explain it better? No, I think you explained it. I guess they have like, yeah. So Wolverine similar. has these spikes, like the claws, and the Sabretooth has nails. Nails, yeah. Oh, so different. I think maybe his teeth are sharp as well. Something. Well, I mean, I'd hope very his name strong. is Sabretooth. They can't die. Okay. Immortal. But I mean... I could smell the picture when I opened it. I really could. They be stinky. Okay. Also, as we get into their, into their crimes, I want to be transparent. Record keeping at this time and area wasn't great. Okay. For all the reasons I listed above, as well as what the author of... America's first serial killers said, quote, rampant illiteracy. Ah. They're not even sure if um, Harp was their original last name. I think maybe it was Harper. It also could have been H-A-R-P. But maybe illiterate people just added an E. They're not really sure. Okay. So I guess we'll get into that. From what dark historians can gather, the Harp boys may have actually been cousins, not brothers. Okay. However, as they started committing crimes, they did introduce themselves as brothers. Okay. Um, here's also where it gets difficult. These guys had a weird amount of cunning. So they knew they had to change their aliases, and they did so a lot. Okay. So street smarts, not book smart. Yes. So let's get into their early life. Um, and again, the early life is what we have the least amount of information on, but here is a, what I think is a fair history. Mm-hmm. So Joshua Harp. AKA Big Harp. That's what he went by later. Huh. Big Harp. Big Harp. And Wiley, AKA Little Harp. Their family immigrated from Scotland to America in the 1760s. Again, they do go by other names later. Um, but our best guess is their God given names were Joshua and Wiley. Okay. When the Harps came to America, they had the unfortunate stance of being staunch supporters of Britain. Their livestock was stolen. Their barn was burned down twice. Hey. Not really a nice welcome. No. Eventually, one of these gangs of revolutionaries pistol whipped, shot, and then hung the harp patriarch and assaulted the mother. Oh. oh As you no. can imagine, this is putting a big old chip on the harp boy's shoulders. Yeah. 
Mm -hmm. Um, And again, timelines vary, but the boys were either around 12 or 16. So old enough to remember this vividly. Yeah. A few years after this horrific event, a loyalist party came through burning and pillaging the lands of revolutionaries. And the Hart boys said, yeehaw, now is our time. (laughs) They grabbed their weapons, which were a rifle, a knife, and a tomahawk. And they set off with this band of angry idiots and ended up (laughs) fighting for the next six years on the wrong side of the war. Oh, my God. During this time, Little Harp got shot. That's the picture, um, or in the picture, excuse me, you can see one guy has like a weird scar on his face. Mm-hmm. That oh, is okay. Little Harp. He got shot in the face. Luckily, did oh. not murder him. I guess, actually, no, it would maybe even more. <laughs> what is, would have been a different story. God did not get another angel that day. Oh. Instead, Little Harp is rumored to have felt more alive than ever. Oh, God. Also, while reminiscing on his wound and violence, he would openly state that he loved watching victims cower with fear. No remorse. Because these dudes were scary even among the band of horrors that they joined. Because what we're going to see over and over is that the Harp Boys killed for pleasure, not for necessity. They had an intense internal rage. Oh, great. (laughs) Love that for us. (laughs) So let's speed up a little bit. 1781, the war is almost over. And the boys join a band of Native Americans who also hated the American patriots. This is where Big Harp perfected what came to be known as the, quote, Tomahawk Special. Oh, my God. I knew you were going to bring that back up. I knew you were going to bring that. It's a very specific type of weapon. This is where he would split a victim's head open with his tomahawk. I would argue not that special, but yep, call what you want. Little Harp was more of an artist. He preferred to slice a victim's stomach with a knife and put rocks inside. Oh, okay. I think this was probably like a way to try and hide the bodies better when leaving it in a body of water. Okay. That's what I was imagining. But, but he never did it that well. They always found the victims very soon. So I don't... He just put like six pebbles. <laughs> it's like, here you go. <laughs> oh my Maybe. God. Okay. After parting ways with the tribe, the boys run into an old friend. The same man who had shot Little Harp years earlier. Oh, so not a friend. I mean, someone in which they remember, and maybe kind of fondly, because again, Little Harp was like, I never felt more alive. That is so weird. No, not a friend. I should have not said that. Not a friend. But someone in which they had acquaintances with. Mm. So, instead of ruthlessly beating this man, again, this these guys are cunning. They quietly followed him to his home. Broke in, kidnapped his daughter and the daughter's friend. Oh. As you can imagine, the girls were horrified. Um, but, quote, after a good beating, they agreed to go with the Harps and a few other men to Chattanooga, Tennessee. What? All right. It does not sound like these girls really had an option. Like, oh, they're coming no. with us. Okay. Mm-hmm. On the way, a man in their posse pipes up to tell the Harps that they ought to treat the women better. Oh. A gentleman in the mix... <laughs> at no, least there's one no time for that boom tomahawk special right between the eyes <laughs> so man down got the ladies they decide to settle down in tennessee kind of um only big harp by the way had the ladies and within two years they had both the prisoners had gotten pregnant don't worry don't worry don't worry harp did the right thing even though he wasn't ready for kids I don't think I need to explain what he did. That was harsh. He married the women, though. 
Both. Both of them. Yes. He was married. Little harp. A big harp. Two women. Oh. So much harp. Not enough women. Two women. Okay. I shouldn't make jokes. It's actually terrible. Um, Again, for those who may be new, this is how we have to get through this shit. So the jokes are are helping combat the trauma that we're going through. (laughs) The shared trauma on which we inflict upon each other. Yeah. Exactly. Yes. Better this than burn a barn down. So, um... Yeah, did the right thing. He married both of them. And Little Harp somehow charmed a preacher's daughter, and he was more of a one-woman man. He just stuck to her. Oh, okay. They all lived a, quote, farm life for a few years until the townspeople all threw them out. Oh! They all came together. Was it the smell? or Uh, No. No, it was much more of a grave issue. So... They would literally steal livestock from their neighbors when they were pig farmers. Like, it became very obvious, like, you you don't own cattle. How do you have all this cattle meat and bring it to town to sell when I know your neighbor is missing a cow? Mm-hmm. And then, like, mind, oh, no, no, we, we bought one or something. Um, okay. At one point, they also burned down some of the neighbor's barns to reduce competition. Oh! So, like, when I say they got ran out, it was pretty obvious. People were like, get out. Like, they were they were stealing. They were burning. It sounds dangerous for the townspeople. Like, they also scary. just weren't, like, great neighbors. That sounds, sounds like the absolute opposite. <laughs> Can you imagine the HOA? Like, your lawn's a little long. Yeah. Hey, Is that, that tomahawk on you? Yes, ma'am. That that cattle that you stole? Yeah. You, that That's a no-no. Can't do that. I just imagine, like, myself trying to calmly explain, like, hey, we can all win here. Mm-hmm. Dead. <laughs> um... Okay, so one man boldly confronted Big Harp in a saloon about the thefts and got his knife out. Like, this man, because again, people on the frontier, they weren't, like, always the most kind. A lot of them were distrusting of their neighbors for obvious reasons. People are coming and going. You have very different political views. And they may also be moving to your town because they are escaping their old town because you don't know what they did over there. Mm -hmm. You're not looking on their Facebook to see their history. There's There's no way to track it. So, yeah, this guy's angry. He pulls out a knife. The Hart brothers coolly walk out like, all right, we're going to lose this battle. Mm-hmm. Then laid in wait for the man to exit the saloon. There the boys pounced on him, pulled him into the woods, ruthlessly murdered him. Oh, um, He was found like two days later. The Knoxville wow. people immediately formed a posse to arrest the Hart brothers. And, again, that's because they didn't have, like, police officers. So you would take... Ten guys you trusted who had guns. I bet that would be, like, exhilarating. Like, we're going to get them, guys. Um, it's like the Beauty and the Beast. The guy, All the guys with the pitchforks. Oh, the mob. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Except, in this case, Beast was really a beast. And smelled yeah. more like Beast than Beasted. Mm-hmm. <laughs> True. A lot of Beast in there. To their credit, the posse did manage to track and arrest the Hart brothers. Okay. However, as they were being transported back to Knoxville for a public lynching, Big Harp... He must have been very strong. Broke the rope that was used to tie them up, and the men fled. They are now officially fugitives and extra dangerous. Wow. And their wives are just chilling at home? Uh, no, their wives are probably chilling in a cave somewhere. Oh. They would live, like, they would move throughout caves. That's also why they were kind of stinky. Okay. Yeah, they either camped out rough or they found a cave. Okay. Stinky is the name of the game. Okay. While on the run, they killed three more people for stupid reasons. 
Awesome. One was like, I need your horse. And instead of even attending to barter, they just murdered. Like, that's easier. Okay. Just give him a chance to just hand it to you. Just saying. Nah. Um, the last man happened to have some coin. So, so stupid. This man had coin. He even helped the Hart brothers pay to stay in an inn because their wives are starting to be very pregnant. Like, oh, hey, you God. guys, like, you know, got the streets. Like, maybe they all been drinking or something. That part of the story is a little convoluted, but somehow this man helps the Harp clan, like, stay in an inn for the night. Oh, yeah, very kind. But he accidentally flashed some of the extra coin. Um, so the Harps, they, they convinced this man that traveling together would would be much safer than traveling alone because you never know who's waiting in the woods uh-huh. which as we know is normally 100 percent true uh-huh. let's say 99 percent because this is the one percent where it's not true um god <laughs> authorities found the body of the man filled with rocks days later oh my god within the month authorities had found and arrested all five of the crew the men and their now very, very, very pregnant wives. The Hart brothers escaped this jail and left their wives there. Oh my god! Oh no! They had more important things to do, like vengeance to the posse that captured them. Oh my god. The Harps found the group leader, oh. murdered his son. Oh my god. Again, the boy was found filled with rocks. Oh no. This prompted the Kentucky mayor, or no, Kentucky governor, excuse me. Don't want to mess up your title. <laughs> To make a wanted poster for the men and offered a $300 reward for the harps to be brought dead or alive. I feel like that was a lot back then. It was a lot back then. <sighs> I think it was equivalent of like 10 grand, 8 to 10 grand. Holy shit. All three wives gave birth in prison and then were tried for murder. <gasps> Worst husbands in history. Oh my God. And they really, and like they, as far as we know, they didn't really have anything to do with it. No, I mean, those two girls were abducted. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I just didn't know if they kind of did what they had to do to survive, you know. Well, luckily the women were able to tell their harrowing story and the jury agreed that they were just as much victims and the oh, women were good. acquitted. Good. So the townspeople, they kind of rallied around these women. They gathered them clothes, supplies for the baby, and they even gave them horses and a little bit of money to get them back to their original towns. Oh, happy ending. That's so nice. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry you have cavemen offspring, but... <laughs> um. <laughs> no, hold your pity. So once the oh. women were a few miles outside of town, they traded the horses for canoes and rafted to an agreed-upon rendezvous spot with the harps. Families back together again. <gasps> oh, what? my goodness. I don't know if this is some kind of, like, trauma bonding mm-hmm. or... I mean, probably. And I've, they were so young. I have when... a hard time believing they were, like... Who knows? That's weird. That, to me, is a really good example of, like... um stockholm syndrome or mm-hmm. where you kind of start to agree with your captors who knows what was going on behind yeah i'd say behind wow. closed doors but behind closed trees cave yeah. doors i don't know behind the cave opening <laughs> yes but man now that they're all together these canoes feel a little tight luckily there were two fishermen with an actual boat and they traded the fishermen's lives for the boat <laughs> mm. <laughs> next they ran into three younger men who were camping the men made the group food and even played the fiddle for a few hours. Sounds like a jolly old time. Until Big Harp did the Midwest Midwestern knee slap. That means it's time to move on. Oh my God. <laughs> and they murdered all three men. 
Oh my god. What the fuck? That's what I'm saying. These guys, like, everywhere they go, they are basically, like, making a map because you can yeah. see all the deaths up all of them. Leaving a trail of bodies. Yes. Oh my god. The what the fuck? The Harp Fugitive Clan escaped to Illinois. Um, right across that old river. And here, the brothers linked up with a river pirate group. Here you go, Morgan. Here's your group. I'm ready. They were too insane for the pirates. <laughs> and keep in mind, the pirates' whole bag was stopping and stealing from slow-moving flat-bottom boats that traveled up the Ohio River. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they would kill the people on board, just part of the trade. Again, I would be a nice pirate. Okay, good to know. Keep yeah. that in mind. Yeah. So you would think the harps would fit right in. Like, our whole business isn't like kindness. It's stealing, murder, whatever. Too many people. No. These guys were seriously insane. So... The harp started taking the victims to the top of cliffs, stripping them down, and then tied them to the top of a blindfolded horse. Oh, my God. They would then smack the horse's butt, so it would run off the cliff. This disturbed even the pirates. They're like, there's no purpose for this. That's sadistic and a waste of a good horse. I was just going to say. I was like, I mean, murder, bad, bad, bad. But like, also like, bro, we could use that fucking horse. Exactly. They're like, this is insane. Like, I don't trust you guys. Whose horse is that? What'd you say? Whose horse is that? Yeah, it's like a... It's like a TikTok thing. Oh, whose horse is that? (laughs) (laughs) It's the mountains now. It's the mountains now. With limited options, the Harp clan went south, back to Tennessee. Because I think when the river pirates don't want you there, like, um, you best be getting off. You're kind of getting, like, a little bit deported. (laughs) Yeah, and you're too big for your britches, because there's enough of them, and they are just as tough, so. That's true. Wow. Also, a lot happening very quickly over the years. Like, they are just... Well, you know, it's hard to settle down when you keep murdering people and stealing from them. And they have two they have three young infants with them. I don't know what they did with the kids actually after the birds. Oh my god. I know the wives were still around, so maybe the kids were still there, but they kind of get dropped from the narrative. Okay. Okay. Well, they went back to their original homes to be with their biological grandparents. That would be nice. All I ever hear is they swapped canoes for boats. Okay. Can you imagine if we did an ancestry and find out, like, oh my god, I'm from this family. You're the kid. Like, you're the kid was your great-great-grandpa. All right. All right. <laughs> notes. Notes. We gotta do it. I'm, my family's from Poland, so. <laughs> Mine's been around for a long time. <laughs> Not that, that train safety life, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, you need a river safety. <laughs> um, okay, so with limited options, the Harp Clan went south back to Tennessee. Not for greener pastures, because they didn't stop killing. Four more people were slain on the journey. I should have kept a tally. They, hold on. We should have. But we'll get there. When they made it to Tennessee, two detectives asked the Harps if they had seen the Harp brothers on their journey. So I don't know if they didn't look the way the wanted posters thought, or like the way the wanted posters depicted but they could say, like, hey, you just came from Illinois. We're yeah. looking for these two fugitives. Have you seen the Harp brothers? Bro, one of them has a huge fucking scar on his face. To which Big Harp said, you know what? I did, and I'd be mighty happy to show you where I saw them. You know where this is going? Both detectives were shot in a field less than a mile away. Oh, uh, my God. No. These guys are now, like, in some kind of, like, different mode of psychology. I've never... It's wild. So they are now killing machines. They're unstoppable. In 1799, again, this has all happened within like 20 years. They murdered an entire family of 10 people. 
Whoa. It is pathological because, again, the murders did not stop. As they crossed the Kentucky border, they murdered three more men, one boy, and took the leg of a small girl that was picking wild berries. Okay. Just took That's what I'm saying. Like, that's why they are so scary to even river pirates. Like, something is mentally unstable with these guys. That's wild as fuck. For better or worse, because they're crossing state lines and doing all this murdering, authorities are now back on the track and they are coming in hot. Okay. Um, To cover the tracks, they disguise themselves as Methodist preachers. Wow. Okay. Quite the change. Um, This helped them gain entrance to homes. I hate that. I see this is how I'm going to die. There was one case where a woman invited the family, the Harp family, to stay the night in her modest home. There was another another traveler there who had the misfortune of sharing a room with Big Harp. And this traveler snored. Oh, no. Tomahawk special. (laughs) Oh, my God. Same house. Next morning, the woman's baby was colicky and wouldn't stop crying. Big Harp, out of the kindness of his heart, offered to help. No. Oh, come on. Baby's gone. Um, no. I'm not even going to. Thank you. Dead. Um, they then burned the house down and killed three more people as they fled the scene. Jesus. You know, the crazy thing is if, the, if they were just nice, they probably would have, like, the people would have, like, let them stay there for as long as they needed. Instead, you do this, and then you're on the. Then you have to keep running. It also keeps embedding that fear of strangers, like into the general psychology of the area. Yeah. Like you know, this woman was like, "We have to be more open to people. There are good Christians out there." Yeah, that's why I was like, I see this being my downfall in the future. Like, let them in, dead. So again, they they have done pissed off everybody. Um, posses are forming all over Kentucky. It's like a race to hunt the harps down. I mean, one, they're a menace to society, and two, three hundred dollars and seventeen ninety nine is nothing to sneeze at. It'd yeah. be about eight grand today. Finally, in Moonberg County, Kentucky, a posse caught up at the harps and shot Big Harp in the street, like gunned him down. Whoa! They then slowly began to decapitate him. <gasps> and story goes that Big Harp's last words were, "Quote: You're a goddamned rough butcher." And then the posse proceeded to put Big Harp's head on a stick in the middle oh. of the street. And the street to this day is still called Harp's Head Road. No. Wow. Because it was kind of like, um, you know, like the McDonald's arches, Harp's Head. <laughs> and again, these guys were not good guys. Everyone knew they were going to be feared. So it's wow. probably nice. Like, yeah, I'm glad to see your head in a spike. You murdered half my town. So one Harp down, one to go. Of the men? Fuck. Yes. The wives were immediately captured and brought to Russellville, Kentucky for trial. They were again acquitted. Oh my god. But Little Harp didn't wait around to see that. He went nuts, traveling down the Mississippi and then back up to the River Pirates in Illinois. Basically, he realized he needed some money. And the head of the pirates had a bounty on his head for two grand. Oh, my God. Little Harp said bet. Um, He decapitated the captain and brought the head to the police. Wouldn't you know it, um, (laughs) the cops, those darn cops, they did not give Little Harp even one cent. Sarah, I thought you were going to say something else. No. I thought you were going to say they gave him the money and he ran. Yep. They immediately recognized him and arrested him. (laughs) 
Thank goodness. In jail, he admitted to killing at least 39 men, women, and children, but couldn't be sure of the exact number. Oh, my God. In February of 1804, Little Harp was hung from an old oak tree, and rumor goes that he maniacally laughed while the air left his lungs. Because, again, that, that feeling of being close to death was very exciting for him. Oh, my God. That is the story of the real-life frontier boogeyman, Big and Little Harp. Wow. Sarah, I fucking hated that. What? I just found How it fascinating. How come we don't learn about shit like that in school? Um, probably because, can you imagine us going home at 10, like, Mom? <laughs> no, but like, AP, come on, man. AP, <laughs> hire us. Let's go. I just found crazy. it fascinating. Like, the book was explaining... Um, you know, you think of the frontier as like, oh, it's full of um, wonder and people want to help each other. But then um, I think it was Mark Twain wrote like most most mountaineers were like very sullen, distrusting, like and kind of ugly. The ugly one, I don't think he had to say. But. Everybody was out. For <laughs> everybody was out for themselves. Like in that, like mm-hmm. I kind of get it. You know, you're got to survive mm-hmm. in this wild, almost wild west of a situation. It is yeah, truly no Jumanji. Like, you don't know the land that well yet. You're moving as often as you need to. Everywhere you go, there's dangers. If it's not animals or land, it's another person with yeah. their own vendetta, and you're gone. It's hard to trust people or really, like, <laughs> rally morale. Wow. I also didn't know that much about the Revolutionary War, so that was fascinating. Yeah, I, I, nothing. And the Harps are two guys who really took advantage of the situation. Like, they didn't realize how dangerous they were for a long time because a lot of their murders at first were just um, attributed to like wartime crimes or Native Americans. Like it was very easy to scapegoat someone else. Mm-hmm. It wasn't until they started killing people in like a direct path, the war was over, and they finally captured Little Harp and he just kind of sung on a canary. Like this is the end. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the uh, story. <sighs> Happy Fourth of July. <laughs> oh my God. Wow. Had you ever heard of them before? No. No, definitely not. I have also not. <laughs> Never in my life. You'd think even of like a cautionary tale that would come up, but the wives lived. Woo! I have mixed feelings on them, but they didn't write a book, so I don't know. Yeah. I can't believe they went back to them. I know. Yeah. Well, it's an abusive relationship for you, though. Yeah. That's wow. all I got because at that point they had like a road home. Uh, yeah. Well, like, and they, I'm sure they didn't have anything. Yeah. Also though, they are still just two women and three children riding two horses home. That had to be just as scary as the thought of like, at what least if I we know. stumble someone scarier than our husbands? Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. the devil you know. Mm-hmm. So that. And it seemed like the men at least protected them in some way. So besides, I mean, leaving them here and there, but. At least I didn't get murdered by them, I suppose. That's yeah. a kindness. My God. Oof. So on this, the day of America's birth, let us reflect. <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> it's these situations that do make me want to say, like, thanks, police officer. I'm glad I can call you because we do Ooh. need some kind of something in place. Thankfully, it's not frontier times anymore. I mean, it feels like it at times. Speak but yourself. I'm trying to get my plot of land. <laughs> oh, no. Happy 2023. <laughs> yeah, so that's the story of the harps. That's what I got. 
Oh. What, well, I'm sorry. You said it at the end. What are they called? The what? The what? The boogeyman of the what? Oh, I made that up. The frontier oh, boogeyman. Oh, you made that up? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Oh, I thought that that sounds like a title of theirs. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it might uh, be. Speaking of title, I think we just found it. Yes, perhaps fr- we did. The frontier mm-hmm. boogeyman. Yes. Wow. I mean, it's true. Yes. AJ Tomes ain't got much on them, especially like yeah, because AJ Tomes he built his own castle. These guys were insanely bold, going in people's homes. Sneaky in a different way. Scary. Wow. So. Well, thanks, Sarah, I guess. Um, <laughs> it's the true crime ones that always get us going, right? If it gives you nightmares, write them in. <laughs> yes. Yes. If you would like a dream interpreted in the future by Miss Sarah, uh, please write in if you have any true crime-related um, stories for Erin um, or any paranormal things for me, please write them into SinisterSunrisePodcast at gmail.com. We would love to hear your personal stories, research things that you find interesting. You know, we, as Sarah used to say all the time, we are your dancing monkeys. We do whatever you want. So um, let us know what you'll want to hear. And uh, with that, thanks for listening and stay sinister. Bye. Check their credentials. (laughs) 